Hi, and welcome into another edition of Music Fanimal here on Fanimal Radio. I'm Tony Lombardi, and this week my special guests are Eric and Ryan Nichols from the Botinis. Welcome in, guys. Hey, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. So I, I met you guys on St. Patrick's Day, what I can remember, <laughs> and I understand I came in hot from Fells Point, <laughs> and you guys sounded awesome. I mean, it cut right through all the noise that was in the place. Just your harmonies were awesome, so that's why you guys are here today because I really, I really dig those harmonies. So talk about the Botinis. How did you end up on that name? I know it's a, obviously a local flavor, oh, but... No. There's a story. It goes way back, actually. Okay. Um, no, we, we started about uh, 2005, 2006. Um, the first band name we actually had was Dick and the Swingers. <laughs> we trying to get started. Uh, I, I can't remember how we got there. That's what it was called. Yeah, well, leave that one alone. <laughs> and the, um, we, went, we played one show with that name, from what I remember. And it went well. A lot of people came out that we knew, and it was they were real supportive. But after the fact, we thought about it. We thought, I don't know if his name is going to be able to keep going. So, <laughs> you know, now people are going to want to hire that. Yeah, I, I just couldn't see it on the marquee outside. So, so it, would, it would capture attention for sure. <laughs> so then, in, um, by 2006, we were the Martini Mockingbirds because we wanted to have a thing where we people could tell that we were into like drinking kind of scene. We wanted to get into the bars and things like that. And then also um, that we were doing covers, so that's where the Mockingbirds came. Okay. So then we did that name for a while. Um, probably were partying a little too much at those in those days, so <laughs> we ended up having a break because I had a daughter who was born. Um, so for about a year or so, we um, took that break and we decided to change the game just so we didn't have anybody a bad taste in anybody's mouth. Maybe remembered us probably when we were, you know, partying a little too hard maybe. But uh, we decided that we should change the name. I knew I liked these guys. Rebrand, <laughs> rebrand, and uh, hit the scene again. Be serious, you know, and uh, you know, tighten up our, our sound, and became the Botinis again. We wanted to hit that local flair, you know, hit the boat, you know, the um, Natty Bow, and uh, there we are, Botinis, which is a drink, by the way. It is so, a drink. When you take uh, Natty Bow and you have uh, the Chesapeake Bay seasoning around the top part of the glass. And you drink, so it's like a beer, crab taste as you drink. Yeah, because so, we're poor, you know. So. Poor man, yeah. <laughs> we might be able to get a dozen crabs, but after that, it's, it's like a case of beer and some Old Bay. So you guys are brothers. Who's the older one? I'm the oldest. Okay. How many, uh, any other siblings? We have uh, an older brother, John. Um, God, I, I, our mom hit every decade from like the 60s, so 69. He was born in 69, so he's older than us. And then we have a sister that's younger than us that was born in 1990. And uh, there's a lot of us, but it was spread out over a lot of years. Um, but uh, she's a nurse. My brother, he works for the railroad. And uh, we try to get him into the music thing, but they, they kind of stay at home. When did you guys know that you wanted to be in the music business? Well, our father was in his family. The whole Nichols side of the family were all musically, you know, they did stay playing something or singing. So we grew up in that. You know, and that, and you know, having music always in the house and all that. So, so it, was, it wasn't strange to have a guitar in the house. So mm -hmm. when I, although my our father didn't really push it to like, hey, well, I want you to learn. Um, probably until I was a teenager, I decided I wanted to play, and that's how I, was. I got a I got a Beatles book, some CDs, and learned out of a book. And he'd show me things, show me how to tune the guitar, show me if I was stuck on a chord, he'd show me how to play a chord. But again, he didn't really like, just push it because I think he just wanted us to do our own thing. Didn't want to just you know force it on us, I guess. And then, uh, then I taught him chords here and there, and he kind of went on his own, too, doing yeah, the same yeah. thing. Uh, see, I couldn't let him get away with being good at guitar and singing and stuff, so I had to do it, too. What's the age difference? Uh, about five years. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> I couldn't. I heard him playing, and he was getting better and better. And I was like, yeah. I got to start doing this. And I was. It was frustrating at first, but it was. It turned out to be yeah. lucrative and fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so, is this your full time occupation, being in the music business, or do yeah. do other things? Please. <laughs> <laughs> ain't enough money in that business, man. All right. Uh, now we do other things. This we're weekend warriors, but we play a lot of weekends, and we got a full weekend coming. So, but in our free t in our uh, free time, it's now our music time. We mentioned the Beatles and your dad's uh, Beatles book or music book that you were, you were playing out of. Talk about your early influences in music and what really sparked your interest in it. Well, it started out for me, I was into all the heavy stuff first. So I was young and I was listening to Metallica and Megadeth and Korn and all that crap. And then I kept hearing him playing uh, Motown, Beatles, all this older stuff, you know, from the 60s and 70s, and it kind of pulled me in, because he, I remember he had told me one time, he said, there's only so much of that stuff you can play, you're going to have to actually learn actual chords and play some of these songs, so that's when I started sitting with him, and uh, he was teaching me Beatles songs, and he let me listen to his CDs and stuff like that, because I didn't have any Beatles CDs, and uh, that kind of rolled into what we're doing now, where it's, it's pretty eclectic, but that's how I ended up yeah. learning. And the Beatles, they play every chord you possibly would possibly ever need playing that song. That's what he always would say. They played those chords. So if you can find, if you need a diminished chord, it's in, a, it's in those Beatles books somewhere. And they actually have the forms usually printed above all the music. And you can just learn that way. That's the best way. You can learn those songs. You can pretty much play anything, actually. I think you guys were doing a Simon and Garfunkel song that really captured my ear. So good harmonies you guys have. Thank you. So you're going to do three songs for us today. We are. We are. So what's the first one going to be? Well, we never thought of an order, but uh, <laughs> we were going to play, um, to kind of give a, a good taste, we kind of hit a pretty, I think, like a well-spread of uh, the different decades. We're going to do Laid by James from the 90s. Um, have You Ever Seen the Rain by uh, CCR. Um, third one is... We could do whatever Beatles song. You want to do 9 or 9? Everything we're doing, one after 9 or 9. We could do, uh, I've just seen a face. Okay. Tears for Fears. Tears right. for Fears in there. We can get the 80s in there. All right. We play so many, I mean. <laughs> we just, let's just pick one. Right. Well, I can't wait. Let's take it away. <laughs> Botinis. Let's go, guys. Thank you. <laughs>
laid by James. Did, it, did they ever do anything else, or is it a he, or are they, or what is it? There was a he, and uh, I think that's all they ever did. That's what I remember. So. It's gotten a lot of mileage out of that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And probably some, some guys at 2 o'clock in the bars, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some of the other things you guys are doing with your business in the music business. And I know you do some, provide some DJ services, and you also have another band called the Charm City Riff. So talk about those two things. Uh, the DJ stuff for weddings and parties, birthdays, all that stuff we, we provide. We're not the you know turntable guys, but we provide DJ services for parties and stuff like that. Uh, the band itself, um, it's the two of us uh, put together a drummer and a bass player from the area, and we do all top 40 party music, party rock music. Uh, we kind of dabble back into the 70s and 80s, but mostly it's the 90s and 2000s. And uh, we're available for parties and weddings and all that stuff. But uh, we wanted to kind of branch out into the band thing because we wanted to get that with the drums and the, the big sound and all that stuff. So. Have you ever guys done a wedding or a party where you're doing both, playing acoustic and you're do doing DJ in between? Yes, actually. We did down in Pasadena not long ago. Um, we would... We did the cocktail hour for acoustic stuff. They wanted to hear different songs. And then uh, we'd have, we had a second setup. We'd roll into uh, DJ in, in the main room. Now, you guys mentioned you have a, an eclectic set list, and I've seen it on your website. But talk a little bit about some of the bands that you're hearing today, the modern scene, that really have captured your attention, maybe, and you think they might be some up-and-coming bands coming on. Now, I mean... Some of the ones that are already out there, uh, he got me on the Lumineers. I don't know if you ever heard of mm -hmm. the Lumineers, but they're, I like them a lot. I didn't even realize they were around. I don't know, I'm supposed to know. I it's guess. funny when you get locked into your genre, yeah. what you listen to, you forget about the things. But he got me, he got me kind of hooked on them now, too. And, uh, and then when Mufford and & Sons and all that came out, mm -hmm. and it's kind of folky, it was different. I started kind of getting into that stuff a little bit more these days, but still listen to the metal, you know, <laughs> and the hard rock stuff. The metal's in your blood. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan? Well, um, off the top of my head, um, I just really can't think of anybody. I just don't. I think we get we kind of, we get locked in our window, like you said, the genre of like you know '90s rock. Um, cause I like how some of the bands are coming back to that um, the classic rock sound, like the Pretty Reckless, for example, that are out. You know, popular. There, I like that sound. I like that old, you know, just dirty rock. Just like the. You know what else is coming back too pretty strongly is vinyl. No way. And, you know, I, I grew up on vinyl and then moved to cassettes mm -hmm. and then it went to 8-tracks. Why they went to 8-tracks, I have no idea. In the middle of the song, you just... Yeah, I, I fell into the vinyl thing. I had a roommate that he had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of records. And I started listening to everything. I was like, man, this sounds so much warmer than the stuff nowadays. Nowadays, it's so cold and digital that it just, I don't know, it kind of loses something. So I started getting, um, I have a record player at my house now. Went out and got one, and uh, I found some records of stuff from nowadays, like Jimmy Eat World and stuff like that, just to see what the digital would sound like versus the vinyl, and the vinyl sounds a thousand times better, in my opinion. I don't know. Because it's a denser sound, maybe a more... Yeah, like the way they mastered it and remastered everything, and to get, it just seems, it feels warmer. It doesn't seem so linear and cold. Like digital has that tendency to kind of, like old Beatles records, you know, you can hear the right. room. You yeah. can tell what it sounds like just by listening to it and what room they were sitting in when they did it. Nowadays, you don't really 
you can kind of tell it's fake. Yeah, I read where with vinyl, the bands had to really pare down the song list that they would have because if you put too much on that, what is it, 11-inch disc? Right. If you put too much on that, the sound quality would degrade. So bands had to lap off some songs, which is why when they went to digital, all of a sudden you were, in the past you may have gotten 10 songs on an album, you were getting 15 songs on a CD. Right, Because it didn't matter there. I didn't know so, that. So, yeah, see, so, yeah, God, yeah. how about that? <laughs> so, okay, Bo, I got to ask about Bo a little bit. Bo obviously has a near and dear place in your heart, but would you take a Bo, a natty Bo, over a craft beer? Depends on where I am and where we're playing. I don't know. It depends. Like, if, if we were out in Nick's downtown, like near downtown, I'd take Bo with, the, with a little bit of the craft seasoning on it and just... Enjoy it. Sit in the sun. Well, it's, I have a confession to make. I don't drink a whole lot of beer, so I would definitely pick something else over the because I uh, love bourbon and whiskey. I was gonna so. say if okay. we're talking whiskey, then you know. It's so that's up. But if I was, had to drink a beer, it's, as long as it's there. Honestly. Are you talking about Nick's Fish House? Yeah, yeah, yeah good yeah. spot. Yeah, where you just sit out on the deck, you kind of oh, get yeah. the the breeze off the water, and I don't know. I don't mind that. You know, I don't need anything real heavy out there. So when you're playing. I know you always get songs requested. Mm-hmm. What's probably the most requested song you guys have made of you? Oh my God. I, the first thing that comes to mind is there's always a Skinner song in there. I mean, all people request Freebird just as a joke yeah, all the time, right? They'll come up and go, well, can you do like three steps or whatever that song's called? And I'm like, oh, it sounds better with a band. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Well, we'll see what we can do. Well, there's, there's a couple of them, but that's one of the main ones. Uh, we'll get Journey a lot. A lot of people say Journey. Oh, the Darius Rucker song. Darius Rucker. Wagon, Wagon, Wagon Wheel. Wheel. Get that all the time. <laughs> if I never hear that again, I'll be fine with that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, try to I have nothing good. against Darius Rucker, no, but... <laughs> no, but yeah, that's probably the top one right there. That is, yeah, that's definitely the top one. All right, let's take a quick break. Let you guys play your second of three songs today. These are, these are the Botinis. Yesterday and 
Have you ever seen the rain, CCR? You know, that song holds a near and dear place in my heart because, and I've always liked CCR, but we, my, I lost my dad last May, and we, we tried to turn it into a celebration of his life versus mourning his loss, and it really worked out well. I asked everybody to wear bright colors and things like that. I was wearing a seersucker blue blazer with a yellow tie. Like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, you know, no, but we, we tried to bring it upbeat. So we were back at Lib's Grill, because I live right near there, and... Have You Ever Seen the Rain came on the playlist that was going on. And it was so weird how the place got quiet and everybody started singing it. Mm -hmm. I'm fighting back tears right now just thinking, them, but it was so special. So thank you guys for playing that song. You, did, you didn't even know that, so now you do. And it was, yeah. it's a special song in my heart. So, so thank you for song. that. Yeah, absolutely. So now I'm going to test you guys, see how well you know each other. Oh, a few categories. How well do you know your brother? <laughs> We spent a lot of time in cars together. Yeah. So. Gonna, since you're the oldest, Ryan, I'm going to start with you. Okay. So these are questions that you would have to answer for him, how you think he would answer the question. Okay? Ask, answer for him. Right. What would he say to, the answer, to these questions? Okay. How would he answer these questions? Lennon or McCartney? Lennon. His favorite singer? I don't know his name. Somebody from the Boys and Men. <laughs> okay. His favorite album. Oh my lord. You got me on all these. I had no idea. Um <laughs> let's just I kind of see a band, Jimmy World Band. I don't know. One of their I mean album, one of their albums. I have no idea. Is he right so far on anything? You got Lennon. Okay. okay Lennon's good. good. <laughs> okay. Favorite Oriole. Joe Not, Orslag. Uh, you know that. Joe Orslag. Joe Orslag. Boy, man. Back in the day, I wanted to be Joe Orslag. <laughs> Favorite Raven? Uh, Justin Tucker. <laughs> so he got four out of five. All right. <laughs> well, the, the album one was a little bit... Well, the album one... You're cheating. No, the album one is... Um, that's it. Could, there's a couple. It's just hard to pick. Uh... Blue Album, Weezer, Oh, yeah, uh, In yeah. Utero, Nirvana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, There's a few. Now I'm kicking myself. Yeah. Justice for All from Metallica. Yeah. All right, now it's your turn. Uh-oh. How would Ryan answer these questions? I didn't see those. I saw mine. I <laughs> Lennon, I'm going to ask you the same questions. Same Lennon or okay. McCartney? That's McCartney. Definitely. Favorite singer? I'm going to say Freddie Mercury on that one. You got it? Yep. All right. Favorite album? Mm, Abbey Road. Abbey Road. That's acceptable. Three for three. Mm -hmm. One of them, I remember. Mm -hmm. Favorite Oriole? I don't know. I'm not sure. The only thing I can come up with is uh, Cal. Well, what was it about Orselec that you liked so much? He seemed like... He seemed like the guy that would show up, and he was pretty good, and he would always do what was needed when it was needed. He was a team player. The guy was a hard worker. You could tell. He knew a lot about baseball just by watching the way he played. And I, I was a pitcher, but I enjoyed watching him play. I just thought he was who I'd want on my team, I guess. Okay. So. I'm not sure about a lot of that. 
Yeah, like yeah I was going to say, I thought Cal I mean, would be. Up with this, that was Mr. Baseball. I was saying that was the only me, guy I could come the to. The, the only other one I could think of would be Chris Hoyles because he was, he was kind of a badass. <laughs> All right, so what would Ryan say to favorite Raven? Favorite Raven, I would just say, I'd say Ray Lewis probably. Five for five. Yeah. yeah. I spent a lot of time in cars. Man. You know. <laughs> Driving around town. You know town. a lot more when you look up to your idol, you know. Uh, oh, okay. You know a lot more. Uh, all right. That was well, He's got jokes. That, that was well played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of playing, you guys got one more song for us. Yeah. Right? And before we let you go to do that song, tell everybody where they can find you on the web, on Facebook, and all those kinds of places. You can find us at thebotinis.com. You can also find us at charmcityriffs.com. And we do have a LLC business website called uh, botinibrothers.com. And on Facebook as well, right? Facebook just uh, was it backslash forward slash the Bo- uh, Botinis or forward slash uh, Charm City Rips. All right. Guys, thanks for being here today. Pleasure having Thank you. Thank you. All right. Absolutely. Thanks, man. So take it away one more time, the Botinis. i